American Road Trip Talk begins after this message. You know his vision of America, but do you know his name? One of the most highly respected artists of America's Great Depression era, John Stuart Curry, defined the country's perceptions of the American Midwest. His painting, Tornado Over Kansas, is still one of the most iconic images in U.S. pop culture today. For the first time in a quarter century, Curry's masterworks will be exhibited under one roof. Visit the Muskegon Museum of Art in Michigan this summer to see John Stuart Curry, Weathering the Storm, an exhibition of life, art, and the American Midwest. To learn more, visit muskeganartmuseum.org forward slash Curry. The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to have you along for the ride. Glad to be working alongside Nathan Miller, our producer. This is American Road Trip Talk. We'll be back with the interview right after this. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and Alert Drops will stop it. What is Alert Drops? Alert Drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. Today, popular travel writer Jessica Dunham is with us. Always glad to talk with Jessica. She lives in Phoenix with her husband and two spunky dogs, but inherited a family summer home on Lake Champlain in Vermont. This seemed heavenly to her until she tried to imagine getting there from halfway across the country. That required some effort and a little imagination. The only way to transport the herd from one place to another was to pile into a Jeep and drive. That's how she came to know and love the Mother Road and became an expert on the ins and outs of Route 66. Once again, Jessica Dunham. Jessica, we're delighted to have you with us again. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be back with you talking today. Well, thank you. And let's get this in right at the outset. You have a special going regarding two road trip books, and you found the right place to talk about them. That's for sure. Tell us what's going on. I have two road trip books, as you said, The Open Road, published by Moon, and Route 66 Road Trip, also published by Moon. And both of those books are going to be on sale February 12th through the 28th at moon.com, M-O-O-N.com. And if you use the code Romantic Road Trip, all one word, Romantic Road Trip, you get 20% off each of those books. I think that's a great idea. And thank you for sharing that information with our listeners. Jessica, Phoenix to Vermont, all those places, all those people in between. How many times have you done this? That is a great question. Probably uh, about 20, 25 wow. 
going to be doing it again this summer. Um, my husband and I, we no longer are using a Jeep, thank goodness. We do still have our two spunky dogs, but we have a bigger SUV in order to make this trip. And I will tell you, it's about uh, 2,500 miles from our house in Phoenix to our house in Orwell, Vermont. It takes us about 40 hours to do it. And every year we've tried to find a way to make it shorter. <laughs> And it's not possible. So now we just lean into the road trip and we've had a lot of fun trying out different routes, um, a more southern route using I-10 and nor northern route using I-80. But our favorite is probably uh, I-40 to Oklahoma City and then I-44 up into Missouri, into St. Louis, going through Illinois and Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania and taking New York all the way over. You know, Jessica, the challenge in an interview like this is how much to cover in limited time because there is Arizona and there is Vermont and so much to see and do in between. Last week uh, in that episode, we talked some about Arizona, but I don't recall discussing the La Posada Hotel in Winslow or dinosaurs in Holbrook or Petrified Forest National Park. Let's go while you're still in Arizona. La Posada Hotel, Winslow, dinosaurs in Holbrook, and the Petrified Forest National Park. Do you see all of those before you leave the state? Do you pick one <laughs> and say, well, next time we'll get to the other two? How does that work for you? <laughs> it would be a long trip if we tried to see everything <laughs> at once. So these are things that we have seen over each of our trips. So we'll try to pick something to do that we haven't done before and uh, on the way, on the way from, from Arizona to Vermont. So the cool thing about this route that I was saying, where you kind of take I-40 and then you, you kind of jog your way up to um, Lake Erie, is a lot of it follows the same path as Route 66. So this is also how I have seen so many Route 66 attractions. Um, and in Arizona, Winslow and Holbrook are two very popular Route 66 destinations. And La Posada Hotel in Winslow um, was designed by the great Mary Poulter. She was uh, an architect that Fred Harvey hired. And this hotel is just so rich with history, amazing architecture. And my favorite thing is it backs up to the railroad. And so you can sit at this beautiful lawn that overlooks the railroad and just watch the trains go by. So that's a great place to stop and spend the night. Or they have an amazing restaurant called the Turquoise Room. It's all indigenous ingredients. It's fantastic. And then if you continue east, you hit Holbrook. <laughs> and you know you're in Holbrook when you start seeing the dinosaur sculptures along I-40. And there's a wonderful little rock shop in Holbrook called the Rainbow Rock Shop. And it has these uh, handmade dinosaur sculptures that the owner has, has made out of like steel and mesh and paper mache. And you can uh, get some amazing road trip selfies with the dinosaurs. There's so much to see in the Southwest, but people have their favorites, don't they? I, I just think that uh, every region and the glory of the kind of trip that you have done so many times is that you can say, well, if not this time, next time, you know, if you have the luxury of being able to plan accordingly. But every region has something that stands out. And when you're talking about the open road, 
Aren't you glad that you're in the car instead of flying over these states? Oh my gosh, yes, because one of my favorite things about this drive, and like I said, it's a long drive, so so we 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 definitely have to find ways to love it. But one of my favorite things is that, like you said, you'll be in the Southwest and you'll be seeing these incredible open sky expanses of land, just big vistas. But then like once you start getting up into Missouri, you're in the Ozarks, you know, and you have these these rock outcroppings and these big leafy trees. And then you head all the way up into like the cornfields of Illinois. And then you get up to Cleveland and you're driving along Lake Erie. And before you know it, you're on 90 in upstate New York driving through the Finger Lakes, which have these amazing wineries and bed and breakfasts and craft breweries. So you're never going to see that from an airplane. (laughs) No, no. I'm thinking of Texas. (laughs) When you get to Texas, Cadillac Ranch, Palo Duro Canyon State Park, both near Amarillo, the U-Drop Inn, built in 1936, served as inspiration for Ramon's auto body shop in cars in Shamrock, here, still more stuff to see. What is it when you're in Texas, about these places in particular, what really grabs you? Well, one thing I love about the panhandle of Texas when you're on a long road trip is that it's the shortest part of Texas to drive through. So it makes you feel like you're accomplishing a lot when you're on the road. Um, But I also love the panhandle because I, I feel like it's such a unique part of Texas in that In Amarillo, for instance, you have the Palo Duro Canyon State Park, which is considered the second largest canyon in North America, second to the Grand Canyon. And you would never even know it's there. Um, You just take a little uh, very quick detour off of I-40 once you get to Amarillo. And it's just this incredible geological wonder. Um, So you have that mixed with Cadillac Ranch, also in Amarillo, which is like the quintessential roadside attraction. So you have sort of man-made kitsch and then nature's beauty. And Cadillac Ranch was is part of kind of like a Route 66 attraction, but it is um, these real Cadillac vehicles that are planted nose first, so their fins are high in the air, in the dirt, and it's an art installation. And it's right off I-40. And as you're driving on I-40, you'll see crowds of people gathering on the side and you you start to look and and you're wondering what they're looking at. And then you see all of these Cadillacs Um, and it's amazing. It's just like nothing else. And the Cadillac Ranch is in and of itself a changing vista. I mean, throughout the course of the years, it doesn't look the same from day to day, year to year. It looks the same in that it's the the cars are never moved, but people come and paint them. So one of the things that it's a little you know controversial in that when it was first created, it was created as an art installation, and then it's sort of taken on a life of its own where visitors will add to it with different paint um, and sort of create their own touch on it. So yeah, you could go by um, different times of the year or year after year, and it might look a little bit different. And then when you continue on I-40 in the panhandle of Texas, you come to one of my very favorite towns, which is Shamrock, Texas. I love the name. 
And that's where the you drop in is. And the you drop in um, today is the like Chamber of Commerce Visitor Center. So you can actually walk inside and talk to the lovely people there of Shamrock who will tell you all about the area. Um, but yeah, it was a art, it's an art deco service station, former service station. And if you've ever seen the Disney movie Cars, uh, Ramon's auto body shop is modeled exactly after it. I see. Lots to see there in Texas. Uh, I love the sounds of it. I like these little places where you can just go and take in a piece of Americana and each place is unique. If you're in Texas, you're not far from, well, it depends where you are in Texas. Texas is a big place, but hey, look, there's Oklahoma. What attracts you to various places in Oklahoma? Oh, well, Tulsa, Oklahoma is is one of my favorite cities um, for the Art Deco architecture, for one. Mm -hmm. um, but also because there's such a, surprisingly, I think, or maybe I was just surprised by it, but I didn't realize that there was such a history or culture of music. Um, and they have the the folk music, I guess, uh, singer-songwriter. And they have the Bob Dylan Center that you can visit. And there's the Woody Guthrie Center. There's a huge town square that's just called Guthrie Green, which is this wonderful little place where people are, you know, play, playing uh, playing catch, um, having picnics, uh, ordering food from food trucks. So it's, um, it's a delightful little place and it is right on our way. So it's a very easy stop for us when we want to stretch our legs and get some good food and see some pretty architecture. And meet some friendly people. Oh, everyone there, very friendly. And when you, and just like a little bit north of that, um, you'll come to a place called Totem Pole Park, which is the oldest and largest folk art monument in Oklahoma. It's just outside of Chelsea. And that's also a great, a great spot to stretch your legs too. It's just, it's very quiet, very peaceful, but it has all of these um, hand carved totem poles all throughout the trees. And so you can just wander around and, and admire it. Uh, it's huge. It's, I don't know how many acres it is exactly, but it's quite impressive. I have to ask you, Jessica, what is the Bob Dylan connection? I've always associated Bob Dylan with Minnesota. You know, I don't know exactly what the connection is. That would be something I'll I'll look into and next time I will report <laughs> <Next> back. <trip. laughs> I will report back on that. <laughs> okay, I would love to hear it. <laughs> and then you mentioned earlier Missouri. Lots to see there. You know, I think some people are surprised. I was the first time I found out about it that the Gateway Arch itself is actually a national park. It just recently became a national park. Yeah, so I, um, a lot of people don't realize that. I think it happened, gosh, maybe uh, like five, six years ago, I, it could be. So it is now officially a national park and that is such a sight to see. So, I mean, I don't care how you get to St. Louis, whether it's by plane or by road trip, um, you have to stop by the Gateway National Park. It's so, so, so impressive. There's also a big blues culture in St. Louis, which you may or may not know. So there's the National Blues Museum, as well as like just some great live blues venues, live music venues. Um, and St. Louis has one of my favorite urban parks that I've ever been to called Forest Park. And it's like 1300 acres. There's five museums inside the park itself, uh, lots of green space and streams and trails and different gardens. It's, oh, it's wonderful. It, it rivals Central Park. <laughs> Hope I'm not making any of any New York listeners too mad when I say that. 
You know, we are talking uh, in part about Route 66 prominently in this episode. What about the Route 66 Car Museum? The first thing is, I would figure there's more than one. Maybe each state along Route 66 has one. I'm not sure about that, but there's one in Missouri. Yes, in Springfield, Missouri, which is also a great little town. Um, I feel like anytime you're even remotely close to Route 66 on a road trip, you'll see a sign for a car museum. <laughs> and they all uh, vary in size and quality, but the Route 66 Car Museum in Springfield is great. Um, and Springfield also has a wonderful visitor center there. And I highly recommend you start at the visitor center and get as much information about the town as possible because there's lots to see and do. And it's all sort of hidden nooks here and, um, you know, kind of hidden gems over there. So start at the Springfield Visitor Center and then they'll tell you where to go, what to see. It doesn't have to be Route 66 themed. Um, you can just enjoy enjoy the city and enjoy the town. Hidden gems, great phrase. And then if you are, well, you can take I-70 through Illinois and Indiana and Columbus, Ohio. On I-71, you get to Cleveland, and this gives you the opportunity to drive along Lake Erie. That must be gorgeous. Yes. Well, I will. I don't want anyone to think that it's like driving along, you know, the Pacific Coast Highway. It's not like Lake Erie is in view at all times. But when you get to certain parts of the road where the trees sort of part and you catch a glimpse, it looks like an ocean. I mean, it's gigantic. It's in fact, sometimes you're like, am I looking at the sky and the horizon or is that actually a body of water? And so that's my favorite thing is to do my my uh, sightings of Lake Erie. Um, and then before you know it, you've kind of gone through Pennsylvania and you're in New York and you're on the I-90, the the throughway. Um, and for road trippers who've done lots of long drives, the New York throughway is great because they have um, these very well-maintained uh, visitor centers all along the way that have clean bathrooms, <laughs> that have hot food, that have little gift shops and that have uh, like visitor center volunteers. So I-90 all the way to Albany is great. <laughs> and the rest areas do differ from state to state, don't they? Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, my favorite, my favorite rest areas are the ones in New York for sure. I have experienced in West Virginia, as it happens, some of the finest rest areas. They seem to have been master planned, at least to my eye. And I thought, well, when I get here, it's going to be clean, it's welcoming, and they are not, maybe not exactly cookie cutter, but in West Virginia, the rest areas are the type that will let you know what you're going to find there. And of course, you look forward to getting there when you need one anyway, there, but to have things available, including food or perhaps a gift shop, to have and to have it so beautifully presented, I congratulate West Virginia because it seems to me like somebody had their hand on this project to make sure it would turn out in a high quality way. <laughs> that's no, that's duly noted, and that's you described exactly how it is in New York too. So um, <laughs> it might be funny to to talk at length about about rest stops, but when you're on the road, you want a good one, <laughs> and you remember the good ones. That's for sure. <laughs> and the other kind too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, but as you're as you're going along in New York, there's the Finger Lakes, which I mentioned before, which is definitely more of I would say you'd want to spend a day or two exploring the Finger Lakes and doing the wineries and the craft breweries. Um, and then as you continue east, you get to one of my favorite spots, which is Saratoga. And um, for any horse racing fans out there, Saratoga is you know kind of the hub of horse racing uh, on the East Coast, or at least the northern east, uh, northeast. Um, and there's a lovely uh, Saratoga Performing Arts Center, which is kind of an outdoor art center in the Saratoga Spa State Park. And I have seen many a show there. It's great. You just bring your lawn chairs and you set them up and you enjoy the sunset. And then, and here we can spend a little time, Vermont. I wanted to put some love on Vermont today with you, Jessica, uh, to name some of the attractions there. Castleton for the rail trail. There's a concept there. Castleton College, Bird's Eye Diner, Third Place Pizzeria, Orwell for Buxton's, Orwell for Buxton's store and library. You've made it to Vermont. You're there. You have a home there. There must be a feeling of, uh, oh, let's call it ownership when you're there. Yes, this is part of me and I am part of this place. I think that's so, all of that is true, everything you said. And then there's also a slowing down, which is a little bit of that sense of coming home, but also because Vermont is a slower pace of life. So as soon as we cross that state border from New York into Vermont, we do sort of breathe this sigh of relief and just slow things down a little bit. Um, and, you know, Vermont borders or the, the border between Vermont and New York is Lake Champlain. So a lot of um, the places that we like to go are in the Champlain Valley and are very sort of lake centric places. And Castleton is a wonderful little small college town um, that is home to the start of the rail trail. And the rail trail, um, this was it follows the old railway lines from the 1850s when they were doing quarrying for slate. And now it's just like beautifully maintained um, system of trails that you can take for, for miles all through Vermont. Um, and so that's one of our favorite things to do with our dogs who are very happy to not be in the car anymore. Uh, sure. It's also a great place to run. And then when you're done, you can pop into the bird's eye diner in Castleton, which is um, kind of a Retro 1950s diner complete with the jute boxes on the tables and, you know, a giant menu that has everything you could ever imagine. <laughs> I love those, Jessica, you know, and I've seen them in various places around the country. I love the retro look and feel. It's like a love affair with the past. <laughs> yeah. And those are the best places to get a cup of coffee and a piece of pie. I mean, I've never had like a better cup of coffee and a piece of pie than I have at one of the little, you know, small town diners. I do want to know more about Orwell for Buxton store. <laughs> I, I, I must confess my ignorance. Please educate me. Well, it's it's very small. This isn't a famous place. And Orwell is a very small town. But one of the things you'll notice if you are lucky enough to make it to um, Vermont and especially the Champlain Valley are that in each of these small towns, there's not a big grocery store. You're not going to get like a Safeway or an Albertsons or a Kroger. You're going to have a general store, a true general store that is most likely family run most likely been run that way for generations. And then it's going to have everything you need. And Buxton's store to me is sort of like 
the pinnacle of what a general store should be. Um, it's been in the Buxton family for probably four generations. Um, you can get a toothbrush <laughs> if you need it. You can get a bottle of wine. You can get hot food. They have these incredible sandwiches. Um, and you can say hi to Andy Buxton and his dad who are still running it. And if you're hungry for pizza, there's third place pizzeria. That's a standout for you. Yes, this is in Castleton, and this is the best place to go to after you do uh, a vigorous walk or hike on the rail trail. And they do uh, trivia on Wednesday nights, so you got to make it in time for trivia. Oh, I'll have to study up. <laughs> <laughs> While we do have uh, a few moments left, Jessica, please tell people about your books and about the promotional special. I think this is a great way of getting the word out there about all those wonderful places people can visit by reading your books. <laughs> A lot of the places that we've mentioned today actually are in the books. Um, so the open road uh, recently um, came out in last October, so October 2023. And the Route 66 road trip just released in January of this year, January 2024. And if you would like to get those copies uh, for a 20% off discount, you can do so February 12th through the 28th. You just have to use the code Romantic Road Trip on moon.com, M-O-O-N.com, Romantic Road Trip. And if people want to meet up with you online, where do they go? You can find me at my website, dunham-media.com. Beautiful. Jessica Dunham, thank you so much for joining us once again. I hope we do this again. Always a pleasure. <laughs> I know. I have some homework to do to report back to you. So I hope we do it again, too. Thank you for having me. Again, a pleasure. Thank you, Jessica. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk, along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American Road. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.